So folks, this morning, it's my great delight to, to invite and welcome somebody very special to this house to bring the word to us this morning. Won't you put your hands together as Amu comes up to bring the word. Here's Amu, there's Amu. So, so before, before Amu actually brings the word, I just want to let you know who this amazing blessing gift to this house Amu is. And, uh, you know, Amu, I, I think I said this last time, but, and I was thinking, maybe I should say something different. <laughs> I think I said something like this, she's not just a pretty face. Did I say that last time? I feel like I did. But she's actually got a degree, a BCom degree majoring in accounting from the University of KwaZulu-Natal Howard College campus. Amen. She got that degree, and she, uh, home base is here in Peter Maritzburg, and she was actually part of our Every Nation Church down in Durban. But since about the age of 15, has felt a strong sense of calling into ministry. And so it was about three, three and a half years ago that Amu basically um, shared with us that she has the strong sense of calling into ministry and that she would like to explore this. And so she came and she volunteered um, sort of a year of your life uh, program that we that we we invited her to be part of, and uh, and Amu has just been amazing. Uh, Amu has, you know, what's so amazing? You know, I've often said this. You know, today it's easy to hire hands. You can you can pay somebody to do stuff, but to have somebody's heart, and when I say heart, a heart that is that is honorable, a heart that is desiring to serve, a heart that is pure, a heart that is just, that is, she's so pleasant to work with. I don't know, have you, everybody who's related to Amu, has she any, ever been nasty to anybody over here? I mean, I mean, I'm sure somewhere in her past there was maybe a sister. Oh, the cousins are here. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Sorry, guys. Sorry, you didn't hear that. Okay. <laughs> you know when you stay with somebody, uh, you know. Amu is just such a nice person. But she has been amazing blessing to Jen and I. You know, during lockdown, it was hard. We had to reinvent doing church online. And, you know, Amu initially said, listen, I don't do the tech thing. Folks, I don't know if we could have done church online if it wasn't for Amu. She was just in their boots and all, sorting out all the technical things. Yes, give her a hand. And most Sundays, all the uploading, editing, if you want to know who edits those amazing things, mostly it's Amu. So she has been amazing. And she um, has, has, has stepped up to the plate as our campus missionary. We, we, when God called us to the city, the Lord impressed on our heart that we are to put one foot in the campus and one foot in the community. And any students here this morning, just wave at us. There we go. We, come on, look at that. That's awesome. Wow. We know campus is still mostly online, so we're delighted to have in-person students. Um, but Amu also did, as part of Every Nation, we have a theological training for all our, our ministers, and it's a two-year course, and Amu's actually just finished that and graduated at the end of last year and came like the top of a class last year. So she's done so well. And so um, it's a delight. It's an honor for Amu to bring the word. Um, it, 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 I do find that um, we've got to work on Amu. We've got to give her lots of weeks of notice of, of a date to bring the word. 
and she, she, she warms to it slowly, but she usually does uh, such an amazing job. So won't you open your hearts? Lord, thank you for Amu. Thank you for this gift to the body, uh, to us, Lord. And God, we open our hearts to hear you speak through her, Lord. Lord, we absolutely believe, Lord, that your sheep hear your voice, Lord. And so, Lord, we submit, Lord, to the authority of your word, Lord. I pray your anointing upon Amu, Father, that, Lord, even as she is prepared, but, Lord, as she delivers this word, she would sense the nudging of the Holy Spirit, nudging her in what to say, and, and sometimes, more importantly, what not to say, Father. We open our hearts to hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 She's mic'd up. She doesn't need my mic. Go for it up. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, oh yes. I'm used to holding the, the mic, so now it's like, what do I do? Oh. Good morning, family. How are you all doing? Oh. I'm good. It's honestly been an honor to serve with and under Pastor Jacques and Jenny. Um, I, they have really called me up even when I didn't want to. I would go kicking and screaming on the inside. I don't do it actually. <laughs> but the inside, I'm like, no. But I was like, okay. Um, because I like, you know, they're, they're, what they do is really to um, empower us to be able to do the work of the ministry, right? That's what scripture, that's what scripture says. Um, and so just with that understanding, I'm always like, Lord, I don't want to do it, but I get, I get what's going on here. Um, and just, you know, serving under, under and with you guys, um, because it really, that is what it's been. It's been a collaboration and, um, and it's, it's just been such an honor and such a pleasure. And uh, we still have a couple of months of this year, so. <laughs> um, we've been doing Healthy Relationship Series. And what an interesting, I don't know how you've all found it, um, but it's been such an interesting um, series for me specifically because, um, you know, some of the things are like really challenging. Some of the things you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense, right? But sometimes it's not all the things that make sense that we really want to do. Um, so I'm going to give us a really quick recap. Uh, first week, Pastor Jacques came in and he spoke about communication. I mean, just the importance of how we communicate with people, right? Um, and then Pastor Jenny came in and spoke about the timeline of love. Now, personally, I did not know all these Greek terms that she was saying, the eros and philia and, and, and. So I'm out here learning Greek at the same time um, while learning about, you know, building bridges and being aware of just how much weight each, the bridge being the relationship, um, each bridge can, can, can take. And Pastor Jacques came in, shared the story of him and Pastor Jenny, and their, their just love, love story. It was really sweet, but it was also so funny. Um, if you haven't heard it, like all the, all the, all the sermons, I really want to encourage you guys to go, to go hear them. Um, and there were some really good gems in, in there about, you know, dating and relationships. Then last week, Pastor Jenny came in and spoke about um, pursuing the goal of connection, right? And how there are aspects where, you know, there's our part and then there's the other person's part. And we can't really force the other person to do the part that we want them to do, right? And we have to let them, let them do what they do and also us, we do what we do, right? 
Um, and so these, all of these relationships have been really based on, you know, relationship with other. Um, and so I said, unfortunately, I don't have a title slide uh, because I don't really have a title. But, <laughs> but today, this morning, we're going to be talking about uh, self-love, right? Now, this is the relationship that you're going to have the, the longest of. Ish, my English. You're going to have the longest relationship with yourself, right? Um, and, and so it's really important to know how to, how to love yourself well, right? Um, so we're actually going to go to the picture um, that's, like, I think slide four, Cynthia. Um, and I found this slide on the internet. Um, firstly, can I just say, guys, I made slides this time. Sure, I'm like, <laughs> I'm just saying, this is work. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I found this picture and I, I thought of it to be quite interesting, right? So it's a game and basically it's like which bottle gets filled first? I, I hope you guys are playing the game in your head. <laughs> um, I was, right? So it's got like one being you, right? So that's how we're going to look at it today. You are the one, right? And you have different relationships with other people. Nah. And all, like, whatever comes into you sort of goes out to them, right? So, and, and that's what I thought of, like, the importance of having that tap open all the time, right? You can't be closing the tap on yourself. Because then what's going to be left is that little tiny part, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you're like, ah, but the Bible doesn't talk about, you know, self-love because that kind of feels very self like all about self. And that isn't really what the Bible is. That it really isn't what Christianity is about, right? Um, but I found a scripture that doesn't really command us to love ourselves, but we're going to read it anyway, right? So Matthew 22. Um, so just a backstory on this, on this scripture is that, you know, Jesus was doing what Jesus did best, right? He was out there teaching the people. Um, and the people who knew the law, right? The people who had studied scripture, um, the Pharisees and Sadducees, come to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, you know, teacher, right? So they're like, teacher, what do you think or what would you say is the greatest commandment in the Bible, right? Now, if you know about the Ten Commandments, you know, there's all of these do nots and do's and honor your mother and your father and don't cheat and don't all of those wonderful things, right? And so they come to him, you know, trying to hear what he says. And this is Jesus' response. He says, <clears throat> Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So I'm reading here from the NLT. It's a bit different from that one. And then it says, this is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, I really like the one that's on the screen, right? It says, love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list, right? So you love God first. That is it. There is no question about it. No, maybe sometimes he's like second best. No, no. Love God first with everything you are and everything you have. And then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. 
Now, the as is sort of assuming that we are already in a space where we love ourselves, right? It's not and love your, it's as you love yourself. But the real question is how well do we love ourselves? And in, in, this one was really challenging for me because I was like, well, how well do I love myself? You know? Um, and you know what was weird? I really thought about it and I found that I, I felt like I, I tend to show love to others more than I show myself love. Right? And I was like, well, how is this possible? Where is this actually coming from? Is it even possible? Right? Do we love ourselves well? And the answer for me was sometimes yes, but I will find that I will go the extra mile for, some, for people more than I go the extra mile for myself. Right? So I had to do a little a reverse, right? a little introspection and be like, Lord, what's going on here? Yeah. Okay, so I went to our friend, well, it's my friend, I don't know about you guys, the internet, um, to, you know, look up stuff. That's how I go to look up stuff, right? If you want to know about self-love, you go on YouTube, you go on Google. That's where you find all the stuff that other people have said, like people who probably don't believe in God. We don't know, right? We can't assume. Um, but I went there and I did two things. So firstly, I looked for the Greek term for self-love because, I mean, the process had already started this Greek journey. I wasn't going to just do something else on the side. Who am I? You must follow as the, the elders and the adults do, you know. Um, I practiced how to say this term, right? But I don't think I'll say it right. The term was fellatia, fellatia, right? And that's the term for self-love. And what they said on this website I found, it's called Greek, Greek something, um, it says, in order to care for others, we need to be able to care for ourselves, right? And um, Aristotle said, all friendly feelings, whatever feelings those are, are an extension, right, of a man's feeling for themselves. And I was like, well, I guess I, something, there has to be an extent in which I love myself because I love people, Right? Um, okay, so another website spoke about self-love and defined it as this. Self-love is a state of appreciation of oneself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. I thought of this in simpler terms, our mind, our body, and our spirit. Right? Self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to, to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. I read this, and I'll be honest, right? I was a bit like, I feel like this is not in line with what God says because everywhere in Scripture it talks about, well, not everywhere, but in Scripture it talks about thinking of, not, never thinking of ourselves more highly than we should, right? Putting other people's first, the fact that we just read Matthew, it says, love your neighbor as yourself, which means that technically, I can't think of myself more highly. I can't have high regard of myself. However, I thought about just personal examples of life experiences, right? Um, where there were times where I would come home. So I live with my cousins, and I would come home, and I'd be like just extremely exhausted, right? And apparently my exhausted face is a face of just grumpiness and anger. I don't know how, <laughs> but that's the face I give and that's the energy I give. And um, I, I spoke to my cousin once and she was telling me, she was like, mm, 
Sometimes you come back from work and you just look just, just angry. I'm like, what? I'm never angry. What do you mean? And she's like, you just really look angry. So I was like, okay, cool. Um, I'm just tired. I'm sorry. Right. Um, but it was, the, it was the thing of, you know, being able to take time out then from being tired. And like, sometimes I'll rest, right? I'll rest. And when I come back, I'm absolutely fine. I'm rejuvenated. It's like nothing ever happened. It was like I was never tired, right? And so just the thought of that, of how taking time out for myself and resting, whatever that looks like, it's usually steep, um, whatever that looks like, and then being able to come back allows you to be a better person, right? Okay, so we're going to go to the next slide. And I've highlighted like a, the section that... I thought was really important, right? And it talks about, well, the highlighted aspect is it grows, self-love is a, it grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. And actions means that there is things that we must do, right? And it's things that you do for yourself in order to feed, feed your body, your mind, your spirit, right? You are not going to be getting these things from other people on the outside. I love how God's created us um, in that all the different parts of us are so like intricately made to um, sort of work together and work with one another, right? So if you think about food that food, right? We all need food to survive. I love food, but we all need food to survive, right? You feed your body to fuel you. The, only, the other thing is that food is not just for your body. It's for your mind too, right? So it comes and it does all the things that needs to be done in your brain. And what it also does is that there are chemicals and hormones that are released and these, these scientific things, guys. Yo, like God really thought about this, hey? Um, and it releases into your hormones, and then that sort of checks and maintains your your mood, right? If you're eating too much of something that you probably shouldn't be, you will have a high and then you'll have a very low, low, right? Um, and that also affects how people then experience you, right? And so by taking care of your body, you're able to maintain a state of being. Um, so I thought of like different ways in which I've tabulated them and these are like different ways in which we can care for ourselves, right? So the first one is the body, right? I'm sure we all know these because these are things that a lot of people talk about. If you have watched any of the things that I watch, which I'm sure you guys don't, um, but if you're on like social media, you know, you would have seen people talk about loving yourself and, you know, self-care methods and, you know, um, the bathtub with the candles and the bubbles and, you know, just a means for you to relax right and there are all these different ways and methods in, in which you can love your body um, but I've just separated into just a few just five right so I won't speak much into them because I, I feel like we all are aware of them right it's exercising good for your brain I used to exercise guys <laughs> My cousin will tell you it lasted for about a month. It was a good time. <laughs> it was a good time. I'd wake up in the morning at like five in the morning and I'd go and I'd take a walk. 
oh man, I'd come back feeling so good. Even if I woke up tired, I'd come back feeling so good and just ready to tackle the day, right? And I'd keep that energy. I'd keep that energy for the whole week. I stopped exercising. Yo, I wake up tired every day. I'm just saying, like, it's like little things like that. You know, we take them for granted, right? And it's sort of like a practical thing that we, we know we should do, but it's like, well, you know, but do I really? Now, again, I'm not telling you guys what to do now. I'm just making suggestions uh, for us here, right? Um, to be good stewards of our bodies, right? Um, we have bodies that the Lord has given us, you know, um, the, our bodies are not our own, right? Um, in in First Corinthians six, um, it um, it says like right at the end of verse twenty, it says then so then honor and glorify God with your body, and I feel like a way and a means for us to honor God with our bodies is to take care of it, right? It's to like take care of it, um, but it's not just our bodies. Then it's it's our minds, it's our hearts, right? And, and so I'm just going to go back to the body. And so it's exercise. It's food that feeds and fuels you. I have a challenge with the sun. I'm not saying don't eat like cake and sweets. Guys, I am a sucker for carrot cake. Oh, my goodness. Like, if you, if you really want to show me love, please buy me food. <laughs> just, I'm just letting you guys know. Okay. All right. And then there's that we know decluttering your space good hygiene you know rest rest is so important can you imagine sister Ozo? do you see yourself coming to work having never slept you do that you have done that sister Ozo. i trusted you so sister was saying don't try it don't try to go to work or school without resting it's not good you're unable to concentrate it's like what's the point of you even being there you know what I mean? And then the last one is self-control and discipline. Um, so in scripture, it talks about um, us having self, like self-control being one of the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, and there are different aspects of self-control that we have, right? There is the, the aspect of uh, actually not doing something and then the discipline of actually doing something. Like, if you have said, I'm going to exercise every day at 5 a.m. <clears throat> at 5 a.m. every morning, like you need to be disciplined and do that, right? Um, and this is a way in which you are showing yourself love. And the funny thing about the discipline aspect is that it doesn't actually feel like it's a means of you loving yourself because it's like, it's hard, man. It's like, it's not something that you really enjoy doing in the beginning, right? You have to, like, push yourself into a space of, like, Actually, I'm definitely going to do it. And then once the habit is formed, like 21 or 63 days later, people say different things. I don't know which one it is. Um, and then only it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm really enjoying this. And now you've formed a habit that's actually good for you. It's good for your heart. Um, the other aspect is mind slash heart. So I put this in, in one space. And um, I think what's really cool about any of the sermons from, the, from here is that some of these things I don't even need to talk about because you guys can go and listen to them yourselves, right? Um, in October, I think it was a couple of months ago, Pastor Jacques actually spoke about guarding your heart. Um, and that's such an important thing if we are you know, going to be relating to people. But it's such an important thing if we're going to relate to ourselves as well. 
there are things that people will say and, you know, things that will happen in our lives that if, we, if our hearts are not guarded for ourselves will impact us, right? Um, and we will take those things and make them our own. So, for example, if... Ooh, this, this is a, a rough one, a personal rough one. Um, uh, many years ago, my grandfather was sick and he was in hospital. Now, I never really knew my father's side of the family. Well, I knew them, but I'd like to see them twice a year if I'm lucky. Um, and this one year, my grandfather was really sick and we go to visit him at the hospital, right? So I have an older brother. We go to visit him at the hospital and he said something and Yo, guys, I was so hurt. I was really touched. Um, he said, okay, I don't even remember what he said, um, but then he said that, okay, my surname is Vilagazi, right? And he was like, Velo yenu Vilagazi wen, right? Which means, translated, you're not a Vilagazi. So I was like, sir, I even look like your son. How dare you say such a thing like this? Um, and, you know, I really... I really took it to heart at that moment in time. Um, but I then learned just who my grandfather was and just the type of personality that he, that he had. And it became an eye-opener of how he didn't actually really, I mean, even if he meant it, it wasn't something that was worth taking to heart because I knew who I was, right? I knew, I partially knew my roots. Um, I knew them enough to know where I come from, right? And so creating boundaries for yourself allows you to even when negative thoughts come for you, to you, you're able to be like, actually, that's not really the truth, right? The truth is, this is who I am. And this goes so, so much with affirmations, right? Um, there's a, a, a page that we have if you come to Victory Training, um, and it has I am statements, right? Um, so for, for anyone who's like, who suffers from anxiety or like who's an overthinker, um, I really feel like this would, or just anyone actually, because it's not just for them. Because sometimes we forget who we are, right? We forget who God's called us to be, who he said we are. You know, he's said we are chosen, we are loved. And sometimes you do not feel loved. Sometimes you don't feel like you have a purpose. You're just out here wandering around, living life like everybody else, you know. But no, man, God's called you for a reason. And so having those I am statements will help you. Like it's got the scriptures and everything, but it helps you remember that actually this is who I am. And what's nice about affirmations and affirming yourself is that you're not just saying something, you're saying something so you hear it. And the more you do it, you like really believe it. And also it's the word of God. So it's like double take care. You are doing one thing and you're shooting two bullets with one stone. Oh, that's the wrong. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> Yeah, guys. <laughs> One bullet, same bed. There it is. <laughs> right, so it's good to, to, to be able to affirm yourself. Um, <laughs> I used to feel... So I'm a bit quirky. I mean, you guys might see it now, but I don't think you will fully. Um, I'm a bit just different. It's like, I have all my friends going this way, all my family going this way. I'm like, yeah, guys, I'll just... I'll see you guys at the front there and we'll somehow get together, right? Um, and I have like very just like odd things. Um, anyone who knows me knows I am very weird. 
And it's fine because what is normal, right? <laughs> so in the beginning, I used to feel, I used to feel really self-conscious about my personality and just like the weirdness that I have. And, um, and then I actually got a word, <laughs> um, I think two years ago, last year, I don't even remember. <laughs> Um, but they described, and so this is why pineapple, pineapple is now one of my favorite foods. I mean, it's really delicious, but also this is why. Um, and they were like, you know, uh, you're a bit of like a, a pineapple. And God sees you just a little bit like a pineapple in that, you know, pineapples have like very different shapes. Well, not shapes, but like the, the design of the pineapple has little different squares and uh, rhombuses. Is it is a rhombus? I don't know shapes, guys. <laughs> and um, it'll look different in different spots. You know, you've got some greens, some oranges and yellows, and, and then they're like all these different, uh, the leaves, um, right? And it's like there are different aspects of you that make you you, right? And God didn't make a mistake about who you are, right? He knows who you are, and he's wanted you to be that person. Each aspect that you're, like each aspect of your personality is a, uh, is a celebration, an example of different aspects of God. So who are you to change who you are? Who are you to want to look like someone else? Okay. So I've been a pineapple ever since. Um, and, um, and, and now I really just love the fact that I'm to the side. And I will openly dance literally wherever and I will dance weirdly because I really enjoy it. I know how to dance like, like normal people. But like also, I'll do weird stuff because I enjoy it. Um, so there is rest for the heart and the mind, right? Yeah. And, you know, God says in, in the word, it says that, you know, there is rest that is still available to us. And we go through a lot, right? We go through, you know, if you're parents, maybe your children, sometimes they cause trouble. You know, you've got troubled children. You have work colleagues. And, you know, the world that we live in, people aren't always wonderful, right? And, you know, there are wars and famines and just all these different things that are happening in the world. And those really affect our hearts, right? And so it's important to find spaces of rest, times of rest. And it's so awesome that we have God to do that, right? He has allowed us to, you know, come to him and he brings not just rest, but wholeness and peace into our hearts. So find times of rest for yourself in God. It's really good for your mind as well because then you recuperate and, you know, you can come back ready to tackle the day the following day. But really... The thing of resting your heart is so important and to, to, to go to God with all your cares and burdens, right? That's what the Bible says. Cast your burdens unto him for he cares for you. And those burdens are stuff that you hold in your heart, not that you physically hold. Here you are carrying this cross that we can all see. You're written on your forehead. No, no. Some of those things, no one, you don't share about them to anyone. Um, but God is a, is a place and a space for us to just bring it all to The aspect of decluttering is, I mean, we know what decluttering is, right? Like when you take all the things in your house and you tidy up and you give some away, donate, 
right? So that's a physical decluttering where you're tidying up and removing things that you no longer need or use. Um, but there's, a, there's an aspect of decluttering your mind, right? Decluttering the stuff that comes into you. Yeah. Um, so I am a, kind of a, like, I, I really enjoy seeing other people's routines. Um, I don't know why. I, it's just, it brings me such delight. Um, and, and there are people who, uh, like, who like journaling. So these people I found because I wanted to start journaling. And I was like, oh my goodness, it looks like such a cool thing to do. And you're all just carrying this notebook and writing down stuff. And it helps you. Well, now I actually do it just because it helps me not to forget because I'm forgetful. Um, but that's, that's how it actually started. And um, what people do is this thing called a mind dump, right? And they will start their morning by just putting all their thoughts onto a piece of paper. And they say, I don't do it. Well, I have done it, actually. It does actually really help just clear your mind, right? And you're just able to just start the day off on a clean slate, rainy kali, on a clean state and, um, and then tackle the things that you need to do. But there's also the aspect of narrowing down and decluttering the stuff that comes into your heart, right? The things that you're watching, the things that you're um, intentionally putting time into. Now we know that everything that we do, right, everything that we watch, everything that we, we see, we read, all of those things find space in our brain. They find space in our heart. They're things that we can recall. Like, I have a habit, well, not a habit, but I, I know things that I don't need to know. Like, I have unnecessary information stored up in me that I, like, I don't know what to do with it. And every now and again, it just comes out. But generally, it's just unnecessary. Why do I know this about someone? Or about celebrities? I don't even know them. They're not going to help me with my life. But I know these things about them, you know? Um, and so the aspect of, of decluttering the things that you're interested in, right? Even social media, this is a really good one. On social media, every now and again, I'll go, I'll check, I'll be like, are these are things that people are posting, is it still relevant to me, right? Is it, is it still the person that I'm looking to become? Does it feed into that person? And if not, why am I still, why am I still following? Why am I still watching, right? And there are things that we watch for entertainment, but guys, this is stuff that really comes into our hearts, right? That you're always seeing all the time. First Corinthians 13, this is a scripture that many people know, right? And it's the scripture about love. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures every, through every circumstance. I grew up on this scripture. Like we used to recite it at youth. It was youth. We used to recite it at youth, right? So this is a scripture I've always known. But it's always, it's always been a scripture that is related to how we relate to people. And fair enough, it, it is definitely relevant and speaks into how we um, love people, right? Um, but I, I came back to the scripture, and, and I was like, well, if love is patient and kind, and I'm looking at things that I do to, to show myself love, am I patient and kind with myself? 
how, what words am I speaking to myself, right? I, I might make a mistake. What is my response once I've made a mistake? We get the opportunity to work with people, right? And I work with students a lot. And sometimes students don't show up, show up on time, right? Normal me is very frustrated by that, right? I will not lie. However, my response is never out of frustration, right? My response is, oh, what happened? Are you okay? Uh, we're just glad that you're here. The opposite is true for myself, though, right? I will be late for something. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not that great with time. I will, I will be honest about that. Um, I've been almost left by a bus many times. Um, but I'll, I'll get to a place and, and I'll be so frustrated about the fact that I could have, and I'll literally look back at times and I was like, oh my goodness, I should have left the house 15 minutes earlier. I would have been here earlier and I would have made the time. And I mean, that is true, right? But that is not the response that is helping or healing or, or building me, right? Um, and this could be true for, for anything else. I, I was a student too, and I failed a lot. A lot, guys. And it was not a great time for me. But the, this wasn't like intentional words that I had said to myself, but it was something that I had accepted for myself, right? I used to, um, after the first year of failure, I was like, oh my goodness, this means that I'm not good enough, right? Something's wrong with me. How could I fail something that I, you know, I was seeing all the time that I needed to study and I knew about this? And then I adopted a thinking of the fact that I'm a failure. And so what then happened was that every year I would be okay with the fact that I'm failing something. Amu before that failure was nothing that cannot speak will beat me. I, I'm too small. Like a book what is a book, man? I can't even say hi. Like, now, now it's going to beat me. Like, now I can't study enough, and I'm not good enough to pass. Come on, right? Um, and the, the thought of the, the idea that I adopted the fact that I'm a failure, those weren't words that were kind to me. And I started believing that as who I am. And the, the result of that was that it actually made me more of a perfectionist with a, uh, an expectation of failing still which is, it's a weird combination, but that's who I became, right? And uh, I am a recovering perfectionist, but... <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> but the thing about that is that, you know, I've, I've had to hear people give me grace, but also extend grace to myself in the things that I'm wanting to to do, right? So the spaces, all the stuff that I create, I, I will spend hours on them and hours on them. And I'll be like, I mean, it's done, right? Pastor Jacques always says, uh, better done than, you know, do rather than do perfectly. Yeah. And, and I, I've really adopted that now as my stance as well. Do rather than do perfectly because once it's done, then you can perfect it, right? Um, so the, the aspect of you know, being kind with yourself, speaking words that bring life to who you are, right? Um, the, 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 those I am statements, those are life-giving things, right? We know that the word of God is living waters. It washes us. It refreshes us. And so those truths are truths that we all need to, need to hear, right? It's not just some random things that another person from the outside said. No, this is words from 
God, the one who created us, right? The one who loves us unconditionally. So he won't lie. That's what the word says. It says that he's not a liar, right? He is truth. My, the spirit aspect is actually like my favorite aspect of loving self, right? Because I feel like it is the foundation of, of who we are. The best way to love yourself is to know God. The thing about God is that he's so awesome. He is so loving, right? And he does beyond what we could ever imagine or think. He affirms in ways that no one else can affirm us. He loves us in the, in the difficult spaces. And so what an act of self-love for you to seek that God, for you to know that God, the God who is going to solidify foundation, solidify who you are, tell you about your purpose, and not only that, but empower you and, and encourage you to go after those things that he's given you the, the ability to do. Um, in in uh, 2 Peter 1 verse 3, it says, uh, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. How can you imagine getting to know a God who not only knows what he's called you for, but he's given you the ability and the opportunity to go after that, right? He gives you wisdom in those different spaces that you need wisdom for, for just like maneuvering and needing to know where you're going. That's the God we serve. He's not a distant God who's far away, who can never be heard or seen. He's right here, right now, with us, with you. And he's wanting for you to not only encounter his love, but for you to receive him, for you to know him, for you to walk with him. And, and for him to empower you to, to move you into the spaces that he's called you for. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. Don't you feel like you deserve God? Like, the greatest of all, right? Um, and, and, he's here and he's wanting to give us an opportunity to, to know him. So I'm just going to close now and just want to invite anyone who doesn't know this great God, right, who doesn't know this person who has literally, um, you know, who's literally with them right now and can bring all these aspects of self-love into fruition, right? He can help you love yourself better so that you're able to love others. The whole point is not for us to love ourselves and be full of ourselves, that's not the goal. The goal is for us to love God first, but also to love others. And in, in, in knowing God, we're able to fully live in the life of loving ourselves and loving others. And so right now, if you, can we just close our eyes? If you have never,
come to know of this loving God and you want to know him, you want to seek him, you want to follow him so that he helps you to not only love yourself, but to love others. I ask that you just raise your hand. So Lord Jesus, we just want to thank you, Father, that you speak truth into our lives, that you are truth, Lord God. Thank you, Father, that in knowing you, we're able to know ourselves. We're able to love ourselves and love others. I pray, Father, that you help us to walk in in loving ourselves to love others, Lord God, that we not think ourselves highly, more highly than we should, Lord Jesus, but that we humbly live to love others, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you help us be disciplined. Help us set boundaries. Give us the affirmations that we need, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand for that word? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Sure, Amu, Amu, just, stay, uh, Amu just spoke such truth. And if you're sitting here and you, you maybe didn't have the courage to put up your hand in terms of you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, you know, all this truth that Amu spoke, some of it you can... You know, you can exercise in your own strength. But there's, a, there's the reality of when you know the creator who made you, that's when you determine and will find out who you really are. I don't know if it's possible to fully determine and, and love yourself if you, ha if you don't know the creator who made you. And so if that's you, we want to say we would love to pray with you you can come and speak to myself or Amu. If you, want to, if, if, you, if you want to pray that prayer of say, I really need a breakthrough in this area. I need Jesus in my life so that I can walk in some of what she spoke about. Then uh, we'll be available to pray with you afterwards. Amen. But also, can we just thank Amu for bringing such a, such a, such a brilliant word. I must say, I don't know when last I've listened to a message and said, Amen. Come on so much. <laughs> well done, Amu. So folks, God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit our website at www.hispeoplepmb.co.za. And for more of our messages, visit our YouTube and SoundCloud channels, as well as other podcast platforms. If you would like to contact us, please email us at hispeoplepmb at gmail.com or send a message to 
0877. To join us for in-person services, visit us at 154 Burkett Road, Scottsville, Peter Maritzburg. We hope to see you soon. God bless you.